Are you looking for something different to experience with friends, family, or coworkers? How about the world of whiskey? Jeff Borker here from the Classic Dram, and we know whiskey can be a bit intimidating at first. But with the right guidance, it's a blast to explore. Let us put together an expert-certified whiskey event for your group, and we don't even have to be in the same room to do it. Regardless of your whiskey experience, we can organize and lead your group through a virtual whiskey tasting right in our very own Zoom online speakeasy. Now, these events are great for birthdays, anniversaries, or corporate get-togethers, or just celebrating time with friends. Now, a number of packages are available, and we can customize the experience just for you. Visit us today at theclassicdram.com or shoot us an email at info at theclassicdram.com. Let 2022 mark the start of your personal whiskey journey. And remember, come for the spirits and stay for the experience. Cheers, all. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Remember, three hours of pure bliss, three hours of fun, excitement. Only one hour left of that three hours. Put your seatbelt on, tighten it up, because this is going to be the best hour. I can tell you, we've had two good hours. The third hour is going to be the best, because the hair's coming you know, out of the ponytail for Todd. And uh, <laughs> Denise and I have got our feet up, and we're, uh, I've applied the deodorant. <laughs> Cal has sprayed on his deodorant. Yes, I have. And uh, we Actually, are... took a deodorant shower. Yes, we're ready to go. <laughs> Uh, beautiful, beautiful February uh, morning here in the West Coast. It's uh, just love the weather, love the sun. I just, I can't, just to, just to kind of do something anecdotal, I just love, you know, I've got family members in the Midwest, and we appreciate you and love you, but I was down in Southern California, which is crazy, too. It's got its issues. Walking near the beach where everyone was, people roller skating in shorts and tank tops. I say to myself, hmm. I guess that's what we call, everyone complains about the taxes in California, I call that a sun tax. <laughs> a sun tax. <laughs> that's worth paying for. Yeah, that's what you pay for. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> you talk about deodorant. <laughs> yes, deodorant and sun So this tax. last week I had, uh, I had some court cases. Oh. And, uh, and it, these were contested hearings, putting on evidence, I mean, the whole ball of wax and um, – and when, look, when I get into court case, I get pretty dang focused on the task at hand, and you know I am locked in. <laughs> After the case had wrapped up and I was successful, I had to go pick up my son from school. So I pick him up at two forty, two fifty in the afternoon, and he gets in the car. We're driving home, and he's oddly silent. <laughs> and then he says, "Hey, uh, Dad, yeah." you put on any deodorant this morning? Nice. What do you mean? He goes, because uh, we really should be rolling down this window. <laughs> do you, uh, you have court today? Yeah, I did. Uh, that's what I thought. You know, the judge is like, uh, we find for Cunin to get him out of here. He smells so bad. We got, we got to give him the case to thank, get him out. Thank heaven, because of the mask mandate, 
Oh. Everybody had to wear masks. Masks. He didn't know until he got in the car, took the mask off, and it was like, whew, <laughs> thank heaven. Thank heaven for the masks in court. And I don't know if TikTok <laughs> washes the insides of cars or not. I'm just saying. I'm just, I mean, quick quack TikTok car wash. If they do the inside of the car, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> well, all I got to say, you women out there that we always brag about, Todd, there you go. There cats you go. and deodorant, cats and B.O. Yeah. He is a sexy He's man. He's a keeper. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for poor eyesight <laughs> and a bad sense of smell, I probably would have never gotten married the first Todd time. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> We're going to talk today about uh, this last hour about uh, the Penn State big issue, uh, the, the Penn State swimmer issue, uh, coronavirus and family law issues. Denise is going to delve deep into this. This is a hot topic. Denise was just telling us during the break that there's a thing called listserv where the attorneys can talk back and forth, and it is the hottest topic right now uh, on what is going on with if whether or not someone has been vaccinated or not as a parent and when it comes time to for child custody issues. She's going to get into that. We're going to talk about a San Jose professor and the indigenous skull that she put on uh, some social media and then we're going to touch briefly on Avenatti, and at the very end, we do our quick takes. But before we do all that, we do the most important thing, which is case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! All right. We go to Louisiana. That's right, the great state of Louisiana, where father and son wanted to open up a jambalaya shop franchise. The Hendersons, father and son, claimed they reached an agreement with the uh, people who own it, the Fontenot, the Fontenots. I'll say it that way. Instead of trying to say it like a, you know, font wounds, like that kind of thing. They own the Jambalaya Shop franchise. They wanted to open up a new location in Denham Springs, Louisiana. The plaintiffs claim at the time of the agreement, the Jambalaya Shop was involved in litigation with another franchisee who wanted to come into the same market. And therefore, they couldn't execute the paperwork to make the deal official. But they paid their fees anyway. And the Fontenot said, well, even if we lose this case, we're not giving you your money back. And uh, the uh, other family said, uh, we disagree. The Henderson said, we disagree. In fact, we're going to pull out now. Give us back our money. And the Fontenot said, I don't think so. And so, Mr. Cunin, having practiced in the South, I thought maybe you would have some insight on this and give us your sense of whether this is a case or no case. Interesting that you would reference my practicing in the South for this. Yeah. Because this is Louisiana, right? Yeah. So when I started law school, First day, all of us in our first class, you know, we had three sections, but we were all together in the big auditorium. They're talking about everything, and they said, uh, uh, how many people want to take the bar in California when you finish law school? And most people raised their hands. How many people want to take it out of state? Out of state? And, and they had a certain number, and they said, how many of you want to take the bar in Louisiana? And there were about three people that had their hands raised. And they said, you need to come up and talk to us because you may not be at the right school. Because in Louisiana, they follow the Napoleonic Code, whereas the other 49 states follow common law. And what you're learning at our school is not going to help you in Louisiana. So my southern roots have nothing to help me out with at all in this case because – it wasn't Louisiana. It was a great state of Tennessee. Yeah, Louisiana is totally unique. Totally unique. Totally unique. And I have a friend that passed the bar. And do you know, she had to first take the notary license before she could take the bar in Louisiana. Very difficult bar. Yeah. Let me it's, tell you. It's, real, it's really, really different. Um, and with all of that, look, Cal, 
with all of this, whether they owe money back and forth or not, yeah, I, I'm playing you more than I'm playing the facts, and I'm going no case. I, I'm just on a no case roll. And you said fine, not fine to not. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> fine. So I'm going no case on this one. All right, Denise Dirks, what say you on the matter of the Hendersons versus the Fontenots over the Jambalaya franchise? Case or no case? Uh, this makes me really mad because here there's no contract. They pay the money even though there's no contract. Yep. They know there's another franchisee that has the territory, but they pay the money anyway. So what is going to be their cause of action? There's not a breach of contract. It could be unjust enrichment to get the money back, but – the franchisor could say, hey, they just voluntarily gave us the money. They knew all of these things. So they haven't, um, you know, uh, un, what's the word I'm looking for, Rely, uh, und- detrimental, relied on anything because they knew the facts going in. And because of that, I have to f- agree with Todd. It's not a case. Why did she roll her eyes when she said, I have to agree with Todd? Yeah, did you see that, Fred? it's painful. <laughs> it's painful to agree with Todd. It right. just is. Mr. Penny, what do you think about this? Is this a case or is this not a case? I know we're not allowed to look things up. But this Uh-oh. is. But oh, this, man, oh, let me finish. Go. This is generic. I looked up jambalaya just to see what type of food oh, they have so on it. Oh, it's so good. So uh, to me, I'm not a southern food guy. So, But to me, it's okay. This is what it has. Jambalaya. Pastalaya, which is jambalaya with pasta, gumbo, I've heard of that, mm-hmm. red or white beans, jambalaya shops, smoke, bodin, bodin, whatever that is. It's Rest- a sausage. It's pork, rice, and, and a jambalaya shop, smokehouse. Objection. He's reading recipes yes. to stall for time. So no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm reading, reading, he's I'm, trying to make us hungry. I'm reading this stuff trying Sustained. to, trying to <laughs> even figure out if it's something that I would eat. <laughs> being a West Coast beach area type guy, and I don't know that I'd be eating that. I don't know. That's just me. We're going to come back and talk about this. I'm going to put my feet up and just meditate and look at Cal to determine whether or not he's lying <laughs> or not. Apparently, jambalaya is an acquired taste from what they say. Uh, I, I love it. I haven't acquired it yet. We'll be back. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. We will have the answer to case or no case as the program continues. So if you stay there, the show will be back after we take our first break of this hour. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks if you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medicare you might be eligible for a cgm with little or no cost to you call u.s medical supply today for a free benefits check we offer free shipping 90 day supplies and we bill medicare or your insurance directly Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. 
That's 800-493- Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. So we're talking about the jambalaya case, and uh, what is it? Jambalaya is a, a is it like a chain? Fast well, food? no, it's a fast food um, yeah. franchise. Well, and it's a chain? They have more than one. I wonder. It's, I don't think it's called jambalaya. What's it called? Uh, and you have I'm trying to get my browser up. Hold on. And, and you haven't given your answer yet. The jambalaya right, shop. You haven't given your answer yet, right? No, I haven't. Okay, it's because he. 
in our in our break, you know, he was out there. The on, Jambalaya Shop. Yeah. He's out there on lawtrivia.com, yeah. typing in keywords. Okay, yes. what do I do? He claimed he had to go to the restroom, yes. but he took his phone with him, and there's a suspicious amount of legal research that he's come mm. back with. And what are you alleging, Todd? <laughs> I'm oh, I don't know. I... Here's the deal. I'm not cheating because here's the, here's, I just want to know what Jambalaya Shop was. Cal, I think Cal looks things up, and there's I just don't see Cal – Using the jambalaya shop as he wouldn't have thought of that one unless a real case came up. I'm saying it's a case. I'm going against both of you. <clears throat> it's a case and jambalaya company wins. It's a case because I just don't see Cal making up the jambalaya shop um, in any way. So that's what I say. Cal, how do you respond to what is essentially a, I, a, a claim that you don't have the intelligence? Oh. I deeply resent the, stirring it up the here, allegation, you know? Your Honor. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> Maybe true, we'll but find I out. We'll gonna... find out. Well, how do you ever look up the jambalaya shop? You well, you, you do. If you're me, you go in. You go weird lawsuits involving food. Yes. Weird lawsuits involving what's a weird food? Jambalaya. Okay, weird lawsuits involving jambalaya. That's kind of how my stupid oh. little brain works. So, so, uh-oh. The defendants are accused of misrepresenting promises and guarantees. Oh, the defendants, guys. That means you lose. He said defendants. failing to honor the terms of verbal and other agreements executed in 2009 and failure to honor the terms if there was a conflict over the franchise, the second person to file, if the plaintiffs lose, second person to offer either gets the franchise or gets their money back. So the people who filed the brothers, dad, father, and son, they win. And that oh. is... So I got one point. One point. So it was a case. It was, it was a case. A case. And the, the franchisees, the people who had the franchise, won. That's correct. The company Jambalaya Shop lost. There is actually a franchise in Louisiana called the Jambalaya Shop. That is crazy. Have, I don't know. Yeah, now, Denise brought up, we, we talked a little about uh, Louisiana law. Yeah. Right. And and how it's different. And it's difficult to pass the bar there. Do you ever see the movie Catch Me If You Can? Steven yes, Spielberg Tom, film yeah. with Tom Hanks yeah. and Leonardo DiCaprio. And in that movie, as a 21 year old, the character Frank Abagnale Jr. forged documents that he had graduated from Harvard, forged everything, took the Louisiana bar and passed it in the movie with no legal training. And uh, here's the true story. Wow. That actually happened, but it took him three tries, not once. And he studied for eight weeks, and he passed the bar in Louisiana. Wow. So does that mean he's a legal lawyer? Well, no. No. Because uh, uh, he, he was later captured by folks. And I mean, he was still stint. a forger, but I mean, what, does that mean? No, you have to have an undergrad or some other thing before you can take the bar. Yeah, he was not qualified. And I, took and, and I doubt they – I think they would probably revoke his moral character determination. I'm thinking. <laughs> the result of all of that. Yes. So the Penn State, we got to get in this. We got a lot yes, of good yes. movies. So online. look, this is uh, – my daughter was an NCAA sing, uh, uh, Division One swimmer. She was a really good swimmer. And I, I, the interesting thing is when you go to these swim meets, the freestyle – and she was a good freestyler – you know, the 100, the 200 free, the 1500, you know, the the differences in the times were nanoseconds if it's the 100, right? And if it's the 200, maybe a second from first place and second. And then the 1500 is sometimes it's a touch-touch still, right? Um, so this Penn State uh, woman that is um, – uh, go ahead. University of Pennsylvania. University of Pennsylvania, yes. not Penn State. You're right. Thank you. Um, is basically a former 
male swimmer for the same university. Three years on the men's team. Right. Then there was no, nothing in 2021 because of the pandemic. And this year she's competing on the women's team because she's transitioning from male to female. Got it. And that's exactly it. So let's talk about some statistics first, Todd. And then Denise and Todd get into what is going on with these lawsuits that are being threatened um, uh, if she's able to compete in the finals or the sure. the major competitions. So one of the arguments is that because uh, Leah Thomas was biologically a male and hasn't fully transitioned, and some raise the issue even if she does fully transition upon completion, because she was born biologically a male, it gives her an advantage over individuals who were born biologically female. And... and her claim is that her times have been reduced. However, I went and he looked up Leah Thomas's uh, best time, her last season competing as a male in the 500 freestyle, a 500 free swimming competition. And then I looked up her best time this year as a female. In 2019-2020, uh, that season, her best time for the 500 free as a male Four, oh, so his best time. His best point. time, right. 4.36.57. Write that down. 4.36.57. Leah Thomas as a female, best time, 500 free, this season competing as a female in the women's division, best time, 4.34.06, nearly two seconds faster than her best time as a male. And what's interesting about that is, um, is that – she has gone a whole year re suppressing her testosterone because she had to do that in order to even qualify to be um, in the championships. But didn't they just bar her from the NCAA championships in, in for March and coming up? Yeah, what they're doing is um, they're, 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 the NCAA is in the process of changing those rules. And that's what's happening, and, and she's threatening. And actually, the University of Pennsylvania is threatening to sue the NCAA if they don't allow her to compete. By the way, those statistics I just read came directly from the PennAthletics.com website where they list the times by year and athlete. That's the yeah, thing that's interesting about swimming. It, it, there's no issue of, oh, basketball, she's transitioning, she's better or not. This is a fact. So we're going to come back after this and touch on this more and then get into some coronavirus stuff. Some fascinating areas of the law still up for discussion, and you can hear all of it next on Radio Law Talk as the program continues with Todd Kunin, Fred Penny, and Denise Dirks. We'll be back. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Men. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM. You can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 
800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. Co-pays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. This is no fun. Just true. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info. At radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. Back here talking about uh, Penn, uh, Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania and the swimmer, the male, now a female, transitioning, transitioning to a female. Um, and Todd brought up some interesting statistics. The big issue that's coming before the NCAA is deciding what constitutes uh, the individual becoming a female officially um, and what the rules are concerning that. And they're, and they're working on that. And and there are rules about the – I don't get it. It's to, You become a 20% or a 15 I read. I read about it. I can't remember because I don't have the article in front of me. They're now making it where you have to be transitioned further to a woman than you were um, prior to this. And that's what they're changing in Penn State – I mean, Penn, University of Pennsylvania is claiming if this happens and they're going to not allow her to – compete then there is going to be lawsuits so i mean there's this is the beginning of everything and so we're not uh you know we're not we don't have to get too deep into this at this point um but look um oh before i forget look seek counsel we're not giving legal advice on all this stuff we're talking about general topics a lot todd yeah and the, the difficult thing with uh University of Pennsylvania right now. So, so the question here is, if the NCAA comes out with rules or bans Leah Thompson from, or Thomas from participating in the finals, is the school going to go to bat for Leah Thomas to try to appeal so that she can? And the issue that's occurring internally with UPenn is a lot of the folks that are on her team, some anonymously have gone to the school saying, please don't. Please don't appeal this because it's affecting our sports. Others are supportive, but it's not unanimous. And so it's creating a divide there. So you, University of Pennsylvania has to decide, okay, what are we going to do with our own athletes? Because there's not unanimity here. It puts the school in a very tough spot. And so they're trying to figure this out. For sure. And if you look to the Olympics, 
um, as a reason or how a, a guidance, if you will, let's put it that way, um, as they're handling the, the trans um, athletes. Uh, first, before 2015, they used to require the trans athletes have to go through gender reassignment surgery. That was a condition for them to be able to um, compete in the Olympics. Then Do you know how long ago that was that they required that? 2015. Wow. Uh, prior. Wow. And then in 2015, they changed the rules that said that it just had to be um, hormone treatment. And last year, in 2021, they took that out as well. And it's basically the thought is that there are a lot of – competitions, a lot of different activities and different types of competitions in the, in the Olympics where gender doesn't play a role. It doesn't matter. Like think about archery or think about a soccer or think about, you know, there's a lot of things where it's not necessarily an advantage to be one gender or the other. I don't, just, I don't agree with the soccer thing, but still go ahead. But like you're yeah, saying, like say, shooting, yeah. um, there's a lot. You're right. Um, yeah. Skating maybe even, but the jumping. Fencing. I yeah, mean, think about yeah. it. There's a whole lot right. which that it, chess. It's, it's gender neutral. Chess. Chess is a great one. Well, didn't <laughs> Cal, didn't the NCAA say we're going to leave this to the governing bodies of each sport to figure this out? I mean, we're, I thought that was some. I thought that was something that they came up with. Now it could uh, be wrong. This is so in flux right now, everybody. Yeah. Actually, we're, there is a more conservative. Um, uh, administrator, if you will, NCAA is considered to be more liberal, right? Right. And there is another line that is um, more conservative that if NCAA doesn't resolve this, then it could go to the other authority in this. And I can't remember what they call it. Well, them. or I'm they sorry. could be each individual conference, maybe, is what you're saying. But oh, that's, that's, that, does, that could be. That doesn't work, though, because your conferences are playing against conferences. The, the, the difficult thing is because the science – on whether or not there's a competitive advantage based upon physiology going male to female, female to male, is still unsettled. When they look at hormone levels, they'll say, well, the hormone levels are all the same, and then there's this new body. Yeah, but you've got bone structure and musculature that through the formative years were developed to a certain point, and they're always going to have that bone mass, muscular muscle mass, you know, raw body mass that's not going to go away and it's unsettled so they're trying to create rules as the science is still emerging and it's hard to come up with a concrete this is what we know this is settled science it's not changing and now we can create rules based upon that so it keeps changing that's why it's such a difference between what they required in 2015 versus what they require exactly. now or allow but forget now. the it's science tough. yes forget the science what's the facts that you saw in this case and that's the thing is you can you can look at science all you want and then you look at the empirical evidence the fact leah thomas is swimming nearly two seconds Faster as a female than she was a transitioning female as she than she was as a male and, in the same event. And that was not, not not a scientific fact that must be considered when they do the rules. That's a real. Question. I, I, I would. I would. Well, think it's a that, unique fact. It may not yes. be scientific. The, the one, right. The one thing that I see with this is it seems almost exclusively. And if anybody has any evidence to the contrary, I'm all ears. But so far, everything that I have seen. The issue has always been somebody transitioning from male to female wanting to compete in female sports during or after the transition. I have yet to see a case where somebody is transitioning from female to male and is seeking to compete in the male events. 
wants to play because, left tackle because, on the because they've team. because they've transitioned. Right. I, I and we talked about this during the break. I think that, for example, if Leah Thomas were to petition the NC2A and say, "Look, I'm transitioning, but I'd still like to compete in the men's division," I don't think anybody complain about that. I don't think anybody would be saying, "Oh, she's got a competitive advantage because of this." There'd be no complaint. So it seems to be a. Uh, an instance, it's very focused on one specific type of transition and where they want to compete. And I think, I think the evidence of times and some of that, it, it looks like they have a competitive advantage, but we'll wait to have to see what the studies show. Yeah, we're going to continue to follow this as time goes on, but uh, it's very, very interesting. Let's talk. Denise uh, is our family law attorney, and I am a personal injury lawyer, and Todd is a, a former prosecutor and uh, does criminal defense now. Um, but, but Denise, this coronavirus thing is so interesting because of in family law for many, many years, um, it's funny how things transition in the sixties and fifties and forties. Let's say if you were a smoker and they were talking about child custody, generally speaking, the courts were not going to bring up the issue of smoke harming a child as to who gets custody or not necessarily custody or what you're acquired as a parent to do if you want custody. But things have transitioned and changed as time went on. Uh, so as to the point where smoking was a consideration. Now the question is, what is whether or not a vax, a parent's vaccinated or not, is that going to be an issue in uh, when there's child custody issue? Denise, you seeing this right now on listserv, Everyone talking about it. Yes, and, and that's because the science is all over the place, to be quite candid with you. And, um, and it's really unique. Um, it's much different than smoking, in my opinion. The, whether to vaccinate or to be vaccinated or vaccinate your child, that's the issue. And, it's, and it, it implies religious connotations. It implies disability issues. It implies all kinds of things and, and really true belief system for the parents. And right now there's a lot of cases. I have, I have several where the parents disagree on whether or not the children should be vaccinated. And mainly it could be because of heart issues for the child or hypocoagulation issues for the child, um, or, you know, they're focused on the child's health and whether or not that's going to preclude them from getting a vaccination. On the one side, then they're looking at whether or not a vaccination is going to keep that child safe on the other side. And then it's gone so far now as to whether or not a parent has to get a vaccination to keep their child safe. And these are struggles that I think are, are up and coming. They're, they're already in the court structure. Um, the experiences out there have been the best expert wins. Whoever can, you know, have an expert witness that will uh, testify as to why or why not the child should not have um, a uh, vaccination or an expert to say why or why not the parent can or cannot have a vaccination or a vaccination. And it's really important issue because, first of all, think about all the religions out there that would refuse vaccinations. Are they going to have their religious rights and beliefs you know, basically overturned by a judge as it relates to their children and to their own religious beliefs? That's a really important question, and, and nobody that I know right now has answered that yeah. in this context. When we come back, we're going to throw out a few what a few judges are saying right now uh, uh, that are kind of hitting the news. We'll be back to talk more about that, and we're going to jump into a San Jose professor and a little bit about Avenatti. 
You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and it's not done yet. Stay tuned. The final segment is coming right up right after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town get your new windows patio doors and more from the window replacement hotline get ready for the change in weather save on your energy bills call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800-710-3739 that's 800-710-3739 jason ross back here with fred penny managing attorney from penny and associates injury lawyers now fred what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart jason we help people with all types of personal injury cases we're former insurance company trial lawyers we understand the other side which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition remember we don't get paid unless we win that's penny and associates injury lawyers with locations throughout california for a free consultation go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4-LAW that's p-e-n-n-e-y lawyers.com This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called... The IRS. 
and they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You better listen to us. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. So we're back to Denise finishing up on this issue of uh, how the being vaccinated or not is going to handle, be handled in child custodies across the United States. Right. It, it, it comes down to risk to the child. That is really what it's about. But um, let's talk about this issue in the context of marijuana and alcohol. Both are legal now in, in many states. Um, the difference with it, a, a court saying you cannot you know, use ma- um, marijuana or you cannot use alcohol is different than the coronavirus issue. The vaccination is very different because it's not going to impair the parent in their ability to um, parent the child. So that distinction, I think, that many courts will say as a standard order, um, no use of marijuana or alcohol eight hours prior to or during the custodial time. And they usually make it mutual. Um, and that's common. But here we're, at, we're actually looking at will the judge say both parents have to vaccinate and get their child vaccinate and show proof within 10 days or 20 days or whatever. That The implications for this COVID are just – it's just so much more important than uh, and involves different rights than just privacy, health, but it goes into religious beliefs and it also goes into disabilities, whether or not the parent has certain disabilities that the vaccination could um, cause problems. So here, go ahead. If you well, I, was, I was just going to ask. So when the court makes an order like that, does it have to say, and the reason I'm making this order is based upon some finding that to not do so would put the child's health in jeopardy. Um, there's got to be some reason for it, right? Yes. And, and so, Usually they make a factual finding. And, and so you, you wonder how things have gone over the last 18 months or two years where early on the thought was um, maybe a different view of potential rates of infection and mortality and what can be done to prevent it. And then as – the science has developed. Now we have a different view of what the infection rate, mortality, and what can be done to prevent it. And if you're vaccinated, and, do you still get it? Do you, you know, can, so can you much. still get it? Can you still mm-hmm. pass it along? And it keeps going. And I, I'm just wondering how often courts have had to go back 18 months later and readdress rulings they made 18 months early because now, okay, the science has changed. What I ordered 18 months ago isn't really going to do much, but now I'm ordering this. It, it just seems like this constant evolution because Similar to the Penn State swimmer case, the science is unsettled. That's it's, right. It's difficult. That's right. And it's changing. Yeah. And it's changing and it's evolving. So, you know, right now, it hasn't been a long enough period of time for there to be appeals and for us to start get a feeling about it. Right now, it still seems like it's all in the uh, trial court. So there's really not – you kind of have to pick and choose the, the different states and trial courts that get some, you know, exposure that you can see. 
Um, because not, it was really not until the appellate courts that you kind of start to get a better feel about what's happening. I, I want to just throw a few uh, examples out there. Recently, a, a Chicago judge barred a divorced mother from seeing her 11-year-old until she got vaccinated. And that hit the news, went on TV, and then he, then he backed off on that ruling. But then another judge out of California um, did kind of the same thing. It was a father and mother. The father was not a vaccinated father, and the mother was. And they agreed to vaccinate their child. Yet the judge turned to the father and says, if you don't get vaccinated, this may affect your cu- child custody. That's exactly right. And that was just kind of sua sponte said without it being like a a noticed issue in the court. And so the father said, but I have a medical issue that prevents me from getting vaccinated. And so that is what it gets. And the court actually went so far to say, get me the medical evidence. Yeah. And not only that. Get me that medical evidence. Denise, the thing is, even even the the mother's. Attorney said, uh, we didn't bring that up. We didn't argue that. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. really crazy when you think about another constitutional right. Is the right to have your children, the right to be parents, the right to bear children is a constitutional right. And, and you'd think that an argument back to the court would be, well, okay, I'll bring the medical evidence why I can't be vaccinated. But um, just for the record, I want the medical record, the medical evidence that supports the court's ruling that if my child who is vaccinated is around me unvaccinated, I pose a risk to that child. Somebody's got to present that because I'm pretty certain, Your Honor, you're not a medical expert. And, and I don't know what you're relying yeah. on. I can't even appeal that ruling because I don't know what you're relying on. Right. That's, but this is all good. This is more and more is going to come up, guys. And, and I have to say this personal experience that I have a child that after they got vaccinated, they had a stroke. Right. And it, the, it, it, a lot of the scientists involved show that it's very possible that it was caused by the vaccination because right. all the white blood cells went to one place in her body and created a blood clot. And, and why else would that happen? But so many days after, and the we're not saying we're pro or, or no pro or against. We're just saying there's there's, there's issues on both sides. Exactly, there are yeah. reasons for and reasons not. And right. this whole myocarditis thing among among primarily late teenage girls who get the vaccine. I mean, there, there are all kinds of interesting subtleties and nuances out here that but, ha- will have to be taken into account. But the big account. question is, what are the courts going to do right. when it comes to child custody of, of, you know, whether or not, number one, the child gets vaccinated, or number two, whether the parents should be vaccinated? Right. Uh, quickly, we have to talk about the fact that joint legal custody in the context means both parents have to come to the decision together. One should not act without the other's permission. And But if one parent has sole legal custody, then they get to make that decision. So that's the cases that are coming up are usually when the parents have joint legal custody and they don't have the same view. It, and I don't know if you can answer this question, but in these cases, how often is the issue of vaccination versus not vaccinated brought up, as you mentioned, sua sponte, by the court without anybody else raising the issue versus – how often is it brought up because one or the other party has raised an issue about visitation because the other party isn't vaccinated? Uh, it usually comes in the context that there's notice and opportunity to be heard. So that's usually coming up in that context. But it's going to depend on the judge. Yeah, It's going to depend on the personality and the belief somewhat of the judge. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Really fast, we have one minute left. 
Uh, we're going to talk. There's a San Jose professor that uh, just look it up. That that there's an indigenous skull that this professor had and showed it on social media. And there's been a backlash. Was there a lawsuit about this or? Well, the the issue here is that sh- the professor has now uh, been prohibited access to the. Uh, She's an anthropologist. Right. She's been prohibited access to this field of study, the, the evidence from the field of study that she's been in since the early 90s because she posted a picture of her holding a, a skull of an indigenous person. That, I mean, the person died thousands of years ago, and she posted it on Twitter. And the issue here is the United States back in the early 90s passed a law that says, look, when you're doing excavation, you come across remains. There's a process you have to go through to find out right. what tribe they belong to because, out of respect for that. And the claim here is that her posting it on, on Twitter did not adhere to that respect. Right, and, and I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that, and I know there's a legal process that need to be met, but it also lacked taste. Yeah, it go wasn't ahead. just the law. I know. Appreciate it, Denise. Cal, roll it. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for quick takes. Fred, you go. Sure. Uh, something rare occurred today. Fred Penny won all three case or no cases. Good for me. Bravo. Um, Todd, what's yours? <clears throat> just be careful what. Uh, fertilization clinic you go to you, you you never know what you're going to end up with make sure they have a lost and found <laughs> oh, 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 good one good one i just want to touch real quickly one of the greatest falls from grace right now avenatti was found guilty of fraud, defrauding stormy daniels Woo, we'll be back next week with all our case or no cases and new the newest and latest things on radio law talk remember Pacific time, 9 to noon, Cal, right? That's correct. 9 to noon live every Saturday. Well, most, except holidays. Thanks. We'll see you next time. been listening to radiolawtalk.com a copyrighted presentation of radio law talk incorporated Joint pain, knee pain, arthritis pain. Billy Gerard for Revive One, the roll-on pain reliever. Just shake it, roll it on, and feel the relief. I love snowboarding, but my knees, they feel the pain. Revive One pain reliever changed all that. Shake it, roll it on, and I'm right back on the slopes. Gail G, she said that Revive One relieved her pain and helped her and her husband enjoy their walks again. Put an end to your pain with Revive One. Try Revive One on your pain, wrist 
risk-free. Go to painfreeland.com. That's painfreeland, all one word, dot com. Use discount code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. Revive One is so confident it'll work for you, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to painfreeland.com or call 877-577-2289. The active ingredient in Revive One has been shown to temporary relief pain associated with arthritis, muscle strain, sprains, and more. Use only as directed.